In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. everybody and welcome to the million dollar mindset yes sir abundant thinking is what it's all about and we're going to be doing some of that together today i am so excited about today's show you know we're going to find out some answers to questions that you may have been asking yourself if you're feeling frustrated or overwhelmed as of late you know the world has gotten to be a very complicated place right is it really possible to find happiness in such a complicated world. Is is happiness accessible to everyone? Don't you wonder about that sometimes? Do I deserve to be happy? Can I really find key happiness in my life? And what is happiness? What makes me feel happy? Sometimes it's really difficult to know what makes us feel happy and how to attain it because it becomes so elusive under those circumstances, right? So today I welcome my TogiNet sister, Lisa Kuypers Kamen. And Lisa is a filmmaker, psychologist, coach, author, professor, motivational speaker, Woo! and she specializes in the field of happiness happiness. Now she's here to give us some answers. Lisa's acclaimed documentary film, which she co-produced, by the way, with her now 13-year-old daughter, Kayla, is The H Factor, Where Is Your Heart? And it explores how people in all different kinds of circumstances find and share happiness. Now, Lisa also travels the globe presenting her film as a teaching tool in in that harvesting happiness. And she's developed developed a specialized harvesting happiness program for returning military personnel and their families experiencing post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD as we know it, and difficulties reintegrated back into civilian life. That is so exciting. But even if you are not a military personnel returning, today's show is going to be very exciting for you. Find out what is your happiness, how to cultivate it in spite of the daily demands and and life stress. Lisa has a secret, so I'm really excited to introduce her now. Welcome to the Million Dollar Mindset, Lisa. Hi, Marla. Good morning. Thanks for having me. This is this is exciting to blend happiness and million dollar mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, this is terrific, actually, <laughs> because that's what it's all all about, right? I mean, the million dollar mindset doesn't have to be about money. It's whatever um, whatever we treasure and value the most. And I think for most people, actually, it is finding that that inner peace 
peace and that that heart-centered happiness that you talk so eloquently of. (laughs) Indeed it is. Indeed it is. And in fact, we had a guest on the show a few weeks ago, George Resch, who uh, works with the concept of happy is the new rich. And and that's what we're talking about today, I believe. Exactly, exactly. And and I'm so glad to hear you say that because um, I think in today's world, there are so many people who've lost their happiness or don't even know anymore. In fact, I know because these people come to both of us as clients, don't even know anymore what what to reach for and what would make them happy because it's become a really, really confusing, complicated place. Are you experiencing the same? Yes, I am. I experiencing people every day asking me, how can I be happy when Mm -hmm. I don't have money or when my partner is ill or when I don't have a partner or when my my children are not cooperating and all of these conditions that we as humans set up for ourselves as what we hold uh, in abeyance. In other words, we're not going to allow ourselves to be happy when we've got all these other complications happening. And that's a myth, actually. I, I, I like to debunk that immediately, that one can go through adversity and find happiness in moments, in doses, within that adversity. Mm-hmm. So true. Hey, Lisa, you know, let's back up a minute. I'd love to know, how did you get into the, the happiness business? What inspired you? Well, I like to say that I stumbled upon happiness and I stumbled upon filmmaking. I went back to school midlife to become a psychologist with the intention of having a very normal, conventional, private office practice where I would sit one-on-one or with couples and listen to and help them solve their problems. Mm -hmm. And it became abundantly (laughs) clear to me while I was in grad school that that wasn't going to work for me, that it didn't It didn't resonate enough for me, that it didn't have enough meat, that it was that the key to joy or the key to a good life really was not so much in figuring out what happened, but deciding how I wanted to be and helping others decide how they want to be in life. So I had the great fortune in my first year of grad school, where I'm I'm already 40, 41 years old, to go cycling in northern India, out in the boonies of Rajasthan near the Pakistan border. And I realized that here are these people seemingly impoverished without roofs over their heads. In many cases, they would live underneath a tarp that was strewn between two trees, that there was something in their eyes, something that the lights were on and that they were joyful in spite of their lack. And I thought, hmm, that is happiness. That is that is joy. And how can I share that? How can I spread that? Hmm, that is such a beautiful story. You know, it makes me wonder if it's it's kind of like, you know, those people that you encountered haven't necessarily experienced, haven't experienced the things we've experienced here in our culture. And it's it's almost like the less you have to compare your life to, the more accessible happiness can be. Is that true? Well, I think there is something to that. I think there is something to uh, managing one's expectations. And certainly in a society or a culture of India's uh, less well-off, you know, they have a huge Mm -hmm. middle class now, but they also have a considerable lower Mm -hmm. class that don't have a lot. 
you know, their, their joy comes from the little places. It comes mm-hmm. from having a, a meal or sharing a cup of tea or being able to be of service to somebody else because they're, they're culturally bound in a way that, that we are not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it sounds to me like this was the inspiration for not only, you know, becoming the expert on happiness, but also for your, your film, The H Factor, Where Is Your Heart? Is that right? It was the genesis of the film because I, I needed to create a thesis project in order to graduate. So I thought, oh. hmm, I will bottle this. I, I will find a way to bottle this that I'm talking about, about joy living within and joy being a choice that we get to make each and every day and create this film project. So that's how I call myself the accidental filmmaker. And I really stumbled upon my life's work as a result where I realized this is what I'm called to do. This is where I have true passion, true place, and true meaning is sharing that well-being and human flourishing and having a thriving life is within Mm -hmm. each and every one of our grasps, irregardless of external circumstances. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I love what you said at, at the beginning of that, um, joy being a choice, because it really is. It, and sometimes we don't feel empowered to make that choice. But everything, including the way we feel, the way we think and what we produce is a choice. Indeed. And and I like to share with people that I'm not just um, espousing uh this stuff like uh, or, or dispensing it as Kool-Aid, I'm really living uh, proof of it and experiencing it myself. In the last two years, I've gone through a divorce. I've gone through residential foreclosures. I've gone through huge economic distress and upheaval. Um, my ex-husband, I like to call him my husband, experienced <laughs> some health challenges. And the reality of it is through each and every one of those uh, life experiences, joy got to be part of the experience itself. You know, I chose, I chose it. Wow. You are a master. That is a lot in two years, Lisa. My goodness. <laughs> yes, it is. A- and it is part of life. Yeah. Yeah, it is. We we all, and, and, and that's something that I really enjoy is the, the honesty and the integrity to, um, you know, I think both of us share that, that, that we're in integrity with our own own values and our own belief system and saying that neither of us is living the perfect life. And is there such a thing as a perfect life? You know, we all have problems. We all have struggles and challenges uh, in spite of who we are and what we teach. And if you've been able to maintain joy and happiness during all of that, then that in itself makes you the go-to lady on happiness. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. You know, I, I well, I, I think that it helps people. It helps make me relatable to others who are going through difficulties, and especially dealing with the military um, community. You know, you have people, men and women, who have come back from service, or their family unit is so disrupted by what has gone on in both the absence of the loved one and the return of the loved one that, you know, it really, I call it the interior and exterior wars or the internal and the external wars. It is no different. The circumstances may be different in that we're not dealing with uh, the invisible wounds of a a gun battle or an IED, but we all have adversity. We all come to go. We're all just passing through. And how do we want to be with the journey? 
Mm-hmm. It all boils down to really the same core emotions and self-perceived limitations and fears and such, um, which you know may come from somewhere else, like being in the military and being at war, or or um, knowing that your loved one is is out there in danger, or it can come from somewhere else. But it all boils down to that those same limiting thoughts and beliefs and feelings, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to go into break in in just about a minute. I want to learn more about that and uh, how you got into serving the military community the way that you have. But meanwhile, for the listeners, if you want to know more about Lisa's mission there, make sure to go to hh4heroes.org and that's hh the number 4 heroes.org. And- And call into the show if you have any questions. We're here for you at 877-864-4869. And here we go. And we'll see you back here in just a moment. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Helen Wu was born and raised in San Francisco's Chinatown. And after a very difficult upbringing, fighting depression, abuse, and addictions, she finally finds herself genuinely happy inside and out. Helen believes in taking our positive thinking and doing something positive to achieve a positive outcome. She's here to make a positive difference in your life, to be your game changer, your aha moment mentor. She's ready to help both men and women get into a better place. Helen Wu is also the author of Self-Aid Success Stories, 25 Success Stories from Successful Entrepreneurs. Inspired by Ellen DeGeneres, Helen wants the world to know that just because we find ourselves in a difficult situation doesn't mean we have to stay there. We can aid ourselves to a better life. So join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. LinkedIn. It's a great tool. And Carol McManus is the LinkedIn lady. With the LinkedIn Lady Show, Wednesday afternoons at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. The LinkedIn Lady Show is here to show you and your business how every social media site has a specific demographic, personality, and purpose that can benefit you. The LinkedIn Lady will have interviews each week with a variety of guests, such as business owners who will showcase their businesses and talk about how they're using social media to stay in touch with not only customers, but to attract new relationships that become customers. Other guests will be experts in social media who will speak to the use of Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google, Plaxo, Squidoo, and of course, LinkedIn. For more on Carol and the show, check out her website, LinkedInLady.com. Join us, won't you? Every Wednesday afternoon at 5, 4 Central. It's the LinkedIn Lady Show with host Carol McManus on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. 
welcome back, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us. Now, remember, you can go to our chat room and ask questions, which our wonderful producer will follow forward to us. Or you can call in with your happiness questions at 877-864-4869. You know, we have a lot going on at Marla Tabaka Coaching. And tomorrow, I'm very excited about interviewing another brilliant woman. And that is over at my EFT radio show, which is at EFTRadioOnline.com. And if you're a holistic practitioner and you're having difficulty growing your business, which is really, really common, especially for holistic practitioners who are accustomed to caring for others and helping others. You know, it's very difficult to turn into a marketing maven when when you are, are accustomed to giving and, and not, you know, looking for those leads. I find that uh, that's something that most holistic practitioners truly have in common. So you have to make a livable wage. And tomorrow I'm hosting Anna Maria Herrera on my EFT radio show, and she's going to reveal the most effective ways to grow your holistic practitioner business successfully without jeopardizing your integrity, which is one of the greatest concerns with with some practitioners. So tune into that tomorrow. It's 11 a.m. Central, 12 o'clock Eastern time. And again, that's EFT, um, Emotional Freedom techniques eftradioonline.com I look forward to seeing you there and today we're here with Lisa Kuypers Kamen and we're talking about the H factor and happiness and how Lisa got into that and Lisa you're doing some amazing work with the military community and um, tell us a little bit about what what sparked that interest for you what happened how did you get involved well, it's it, it's a very interesting story because we talked earlier in the earlier segment about you know finding one's place in the world, having that sense of passion, purpose, place, and meaning. And I've been reading a lot uh, in in the news and in magazines and watching a lot on TV about the state of our returning military personnel. That these conflicts have gone on for so long, and there have been multiple deployments in many cases, and the battle fatigue or the the combat mm-hmm. trauma is really uh, in intense. And um, there is not enough out there to really help these young men and women. And I do want to emphasize young reintegrate back into society. You know, they go off to, to war trained with such great strengths, you know, a sense of courage, community, service, valor, um, cooperation, and they come back in many cases wounded. And these wounds mm-hmm. are invisible. And how yes. do we help them redirect all of these wonderful qualities that they have as young people into creating a life, a a thriving life where they can go on and really do something and um, have some life satisfaction. So I thought, you know, I have this fantastic tool, teaching tool in H-Factor, Where Is Your Heart? I've got this coaching practice and why not get some training uh, from the military, which I did, to mm. work with these men and women and help them reorient themselves using positive psychology coaching as a model, mm. as opposed to treating an illness, we are helping them craft their lives. And that's really what I do is, you know, facilitate 
uh, joy, facilitate them finding what it is that brings joy to their lives and helps them reconnect with their families and to really map out, as we do with any project that we want to take, take on, how we get from A to B to achieve it. Mm. Yeah, you know, the, you name some things that would, would sound to someone who's never experienced it uh, pretty pretty basic and pretty easy, like reintegrating with the family. But these things have got to be difficult after, after what these young people have experienced. It and, is. Um, yeah. Can you share with us, Lisa, from your experience, a, a, a nice story about someone who's really shifted after working with you? Well, I had the great fortune of uh, presenting a mini workshop of Harvesting Happiness for Heroes for the Wounded Warrior Caregivers uh, Unit down near San Diego a couple of weeks ago. And it was really to see if working together would be a good fit, which it turned out to be a fantastic fit. And I'll share more about that in a minute. But the impact of the work, people just stopped in their footsteps really when they thought about happiness being a choice because mm-hmm. everybody thinks about, you know, we receive uh, a deck of cards or a hand uh, of cards and it's how we play it in life. That sometimes that we are at the mercy of circumstances rather than having the power to create them. And these men and women in certain cases have come back with a lot of issues. And I asked the group of men and women, and we had a couple of warriors within the group that were curious about the uh, workshop, so they attended. And we asked them about what happened happiness means to them. And this one woman said that happiness meant to her, her husband who served for, I think, two or three tours in Iraq and how he elevated his, um, fellow soldiers by taking videos when they were going out in a convoy and they were really placing themselves in harm's way, how they knew how precious life was and how that moment could be their last and how he was memorializing the day and they would come back after uh, a day's work and watch these goofy videos that they had made to really keep one another elevated and up amongst really serious and dire circumstances. Wow. Wow. Something. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but what no. was so profound about her sharing her joy as her husband uh, shared his, it, it shows you the value and how infectious happiness really is. Mm-hmm. It really does. And how, how attainable it is. I mean, if these men and women could do that in, in the face of, of death like this, imagine what we can achieve here where we're relatively safe and where our fear is really our greatest enemy. Yes, fear. Yes, fear is great, your greatest enemy. And also fear can be the greatest source of jet fuel for change. Yes, yes, it can catapult us to that next level, right? If you've got the kind of personality where you can you can gear into that, letting it drive you. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's my observation with working with the military, how it gives joy back to me. You know, serving and helping them uh, attain some peace of mind and, and reawaken the smile in their hearts and minds is so fulfilling to me. Yes, I have children to take care of. Yes, I need to make a living wage. But at the same time, the wealth that I receive emotionally and the satisfaction that I get from helping others is, is huge. 
It's, yeah, it, it's a that. big deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. Wow, Lisa, that just really comes through in your voice. I mean, this just, you just light up when you talk about this mission. And it's really interesting because, you know, most people who get involved in such selfish missions like this have a an experience um, of their own within the same same you know kind of category or what have you. You you saw the need and you just stepped in to fill it, and that is unusual. It is unusual, but I started to see you know yes, I, it's true. I have absolutely no military background, and I love to start these military workshops by saying you know who am I to talk to you about combat stress? You know I've yeah. never served. I've been a, I was a stay-at-home mom for ten years prior to going back to school, and really I I one would say on the outside I seemingly have uh, no uh, criteria to relate to this group, but at the same time I do understand that life is filled with trauma and adversity. And I like to really bring that point home to people that it's varying degrees. And if you're able to show empathy and love and care and connection, people see that and they feel it and they are receptive to it. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, what you've gone through in your lifetime, certainly, you know, it's, it may not be huge trauma, but it's trauma. And as our bodies see it, trauma is trauma is trauma, you know, we still download and register that. And it still very much influences the, the way we can think, and the actions that it can stop us from taking. You know, you make a very good point. I was listening to or watching uh, CNN the other night, and uh, Piers Morgan was interviewing Donnie and Marie Osmond. And really, this is a voice from the past, and many of us of a certain age have uh, fond memories of, you know, the, 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 yeah. the poster boy and the pinup girl. But he asked Marie Osmond a very interesting question about her recent history, because I didn't know this, but she had lost a son to suicide. Mm-hmm. And he asked her how she coped with that loss and that trauma. And none of us should really ever have to know that story because it is a devastating one. Mm -hmm. And she said that when the going got most difficult for her, she gave more, she Mm -hmm. gave back more, she served more and she threw herself into being of service and doing something for someone else. Mm-hmm. That is so true. That is so very true. And and taking your mind off of you and devoting yourself to helping others is is a very very successful and important tool to break through your own barriers. Absolutely. It is, and I think that we should also go back to the million-dollar mindset and talk a little bit about money and how money fits into this because money is not a shameful thing. You know, making money is mm-hmm. good. You know, it's, it's great. It, you know, it pays the bills, it pays the mortgage, it takes care of our children, it can buy us opportunities, it can mm-hmm. uh, create uh, happy memories, you know, because we choose to spend our money on vacations or buying things mm-hmm. that please us. So there is nothing shameful about it. But there is, there's something in the alignment of when we do what's right for what our soul calls out to do. Right. Mm-hmm that makes the money or the the financial remuneration that much more sweet. Yes, that much more sweet. And and yet, so often when people are called to that that soul calling, um, they... 
they see money as shameful because they're not accustomed to asking for compensation for what they can give naturally to people. And that can sometimes be a very difficult bridge to cross. We're going to go into break again, uh, but that is such an important point. And I I'd like to come back to that right after break, Lisa. And again, if you want to learn more about this fantastic, fantastic cause that Lisa's involved with, please go to hh4heroes.org, hh4, the number four, heroes.org. And you can also find Lisa at harvestinghappiness.com. We'll be back in just a moment. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Renowned and gifted psychic medium, Sylvia Rossi, explores the mysteries of this life, the afterlife, and the unseen world that surrounds us all in the show called Make Contact with Sylvia Rossi, Wednesdays at 2, 1 p.m. Central here on Toginet. Sylvia Rossi with her special guests and other fellow psychics invite you to call in and make contact with the world beyond and get answers to your questions. Psychic medium Sylvia Rossi has been sharing her gift professionally for the last 17 years. Sylvia has made it her mission to help individuals and families understand their eternal connection to loved ones that have passed on, bringing relief and comfort to countless souls who have been touched by her gift. She's had the privilege of meeting and working with many psychologists who continue to recommend their clients to her when conventional methods have failed. Now it's your turn to make contact with host and psychic medium, Sylvia Rossi. Wednesdays at 2, 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Lindale Link with host Holly Rand comes Mondays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Linda Link is Lindell's first and only internet radio broadcast. Holly, tell us about it. It's really something from my heart that I want to be teamwork um, for the entire community to get the word out about everything that's going on here. We're talking to the entire community of Lindell. This is not limited to just businesses or just parents or just teachers. Simply to get the word out about your cause or your company, you must go to where the people are. And today, people are on the internet. Lindale Link. Lindale, Texas is a growing chain of business, education, commerce, community. Together, Lindale Link can create one strong chain of communication. Check out LindaleLink.com and then check out Lindale Link, the radio show. Lindale Link with host Holly Rand. Mondays at 10 a.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And thanks for being here, everyone. Remember, you can go into our live chat room and ask any questions if you don't want to call into the show. And the call-in number is 877-864-4869. And if you're listening to this show via podcast download, remember that you can tune in live on every Monday and give us a call with your questions. And you might just want to do that next week. I'm very excited about next week's shows as well because I'm hosting yet another amazing Toganet sister 
Kerr, and this too is going to be an exciting show. Uh, psychic medium Sylvia Rossi, whom you were just introduced to during the break, has been sharing her psychic skills professionally for 17 years. And you know, Sylvia's the real thing. She has helped psychologists. She has helped the um, police working on and solving cold cases and murder cases. And she's helped families uh, and individuals and support groups connect with their loved ones for years. So I'm really interested in having Sylvia on the show and seeing how the, how she can um, engage in this process with us if, if possible and certainly inform us on how to do this and why it can be very healing. So that's next week right here on the Million Dollar Mindset, Monday at 1 o'clock Central, 2 o'clock Eastern. So don't forget to uh, tune in there. And today we're here with Lisa Kuypers Kamen, and you can find Lisa again at hh forheroes.org and we were touching on a really really critical point Lisa going into break and that is money and not seeing it as 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 shameful or yourself as being undeserving because the gifts that you have are meant to help people and how can you accept money for this and so on and so forth how can well first of all you know the the ever common question of can money really buy happiness and secondly how can we all be happy without an abundance of money in the bank well you know it this is a great question and the statistics or the scientific data does say that money can buy happiness. And Dr. Robert Biswas-Diener, who is a psychologist and figures prominently in H-Factor, Where Is Your Heart? He and his father, Dr. Ed Diener, have done a lot of research on this. And what, what science shows us or what the research shows us is it can buy happiness, but it doesn't buy, buy very much. That it does buy pretty things, it does put food on the table and a roof over our heads, but by and large, that once we receive our basic needs or our basic needs of shelter, clothing, food, and basic medical care are met, that the difference between happiness levels does not vary very much. And that's wow. a very, very interesting mm-hmm. thing to be aware of. Um, there's the famous comparison that Dr. Dan Gilbert from Harvard University makes of somebody who becomes a, a paraplegic or, and wins mm-hmm. the lottery. And after a year's time of both the windfall and the tragedy, that their happiness levels pretty much return to the place where they were prior to these events. And that's astounding, actually. Yeah. And, and for those who have experienced such tra- tragedies, that's also very encouraging. My goodness. Wow. Wow, that is astounding. That's an astounding fact. And, uh, you know, I was, I was joking with a friend the other day. Um, and we're, we are both EFT practitioners and EFT is a, um, energy medicine or energy psychology that is just an amazing technique to break through fear and limiting barriers and, and emotional connections to the past. And, and we were saying, well, if money can't buy ha- happiness, why is it that the most of the calls that we get for help with EFT or people who can't actually cannot pay for the sessions. <laughs> you know, yes. we don't seem to be getting the phone calls from the people who have the money to pay for the sessions too often. Um, so what you're saying actually uh, fits into that quite nicely. <laughs> 
Well, you know, it's it's interesting. Money is such a uh, a loaded subject. You know, no no pun intended, because people will often say if they had more money that they would be happier, or because it creates a condition that something that they would be able to acquire. When in reality, sustainable happiness or authentic happiness comes from a very different place. It comes from great social connections. It comes from being of use to others. It comes from doing what you love to do or your child throwing their you know arms around you and hugging you and saying, I love you, mom. I love you, dad. It comes from a very different place than what a credit card or a bank account can provide. Right, right. So is it fair to say then, Lisa, that the stress that surrounds the lack of finances, um, the inability to pay all of your bills with ease and on time, can actually separate us from the things and preoccupy us enough to keep us from the things that truly generate happiness and so that we can misunderstand the importance of the role that money plays in our happiness level? I think it does. I think that when you look at uh, communities where people are who are just trying to survive, you know, forget thrive. Thrive is not even you know part of their equation. Right. They just are looking to uh, afford the basics for human survival. That you know, happiness is more difficult on the one hand, but on the other, when you go to these communities, you find a deep sense of joy from other areas, whether it is spiritual practice, you know, um, oftentimes you'll go to less well-off communities and you find that people's participation in religion and spirituality are, are at a higher level. Because mm-hmm. that sustains them, that gives them a sense of roots, it gives them a sense of goals, it gives them a sense of belonging, which are all very large components to sustainable happiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. So, Lisa, can you talk us through um, a few things that we might learn from coaching with you that you know, can help people who who feel like, oh, gosh, I don't have a partner, I don't know how to be happy without someone else, or I don't have great financial means, or I'm not happy in my job. You know, the things that you and I hear every day, what are some of the things that people can do to start sustaining, achieving and sustaining a higher level of happiness? Well, the first thing I would ask people is, do you know what you want? And you probably get this in your practice as well, that if you don't know what you want, how can you go out and get it? Yep. Yep. And how can how can we assess that? What are some tools? What are some steps we can take, you know, if you, we really don't know what we want? Well, I believe that each one of us possesses a vision, something that we, uh, if we had no limitations on ourselves, uh, real or imposed, that we, we if we could do this thing, whatever it is, that it would bring us greater joy. And I think that if we start by the places that we can address, which might be this vision, um, maybe it's something from our bucket list, something that we've always wanted to do, but would never allow ourselves the opportunity to do it. Taking one little area and setting the intention to achieve to achieve that thing or some part of that thing, which actually involves a map. It involves a training program. 
right? You want to mm-hmm. lose weight, you, you, you stop eating and you start moving your body. You want to, um, you know, strengthen your happiness muscles, then you do certain things, certain very simple kinds of interventions that help you uh, cultivate greater joy. And, and, and some of those include, but are not limited to gratitude, you know, really mm-hmm. expressing gratitude for the things that are going right in life, as opposed mm-hmm. to um, maximizing and highlighting what is going wrong. Cause we love to complain. Humans yes. love a good wine, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And we have to have rules around that too, right? Yes. I get to wine to three people. When I have something worthy of whining, my rule is three people and then I have to stop. <laughs> that's very, very funny. I mean, that's, that's a great tip. You know, I call it being happily pissed off. If there you're you gonna, go. If you're going to be, uh, you know, whiny, you know, do it, do it well, do it with yeah. gusto, do it with joy and then stop. <laughs> Yes, exactly. (laughs) Oh, I love it. It can be fun. And when you listen to yourself whining, you know, it's got to bring a little touch of joy to your heart because typically it's kind of ridiculous. It is, especially in Western society, especially yes. in America, where, yes, we have a lot of problems, collective issues yes. going on. We don't want to minimize that. But by and large, we are blessed to live in one yeah, of the most yeah. abundant societies uh, on the planet. I know. I know it is. We are. We are truly blessed. So we determine what it is we want. And, and then, you know, we start doing exercises. I'm hearing you say like, you know, expressing gratitude for what we do have, right? What else? Oh, you know, my big thing is service, 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 go be of use to somebody else. Mm -hmm. That also helps one clarify things in their own mind and their own lives of what brings them joy. When you go Mm -hmm. out and help somebody else and, and, and create an opportunity for joy in another, you're, you're increasing your own joy exponentially. Yeah, I agree. I I remember this is a very, very small example, but it just came top of mind. So I'm going to express it. Um, About a year ago, I was going through a very, very stressful time and something had occurred that and I now I don't even remember what it was. So that's how important it was. And (laughs) <laughs> you know, in the scope of things, <laughs> but something occurred that just threw my stress through the window. And I mean, I was just you know, way too stressed out and I couldn't deal with it. And so I called a friend who I knew was also going through a sad time. She had recently lost her mother. And I said, you know what, I need to come over and give you Reiki. I need to, you know, help you and feel grounded today. And I knew this would help me. And sure enough, now you would never think I would be able to ground myself enough to, to tap into that Reiki energy, but it took me about two minutes, and I gave her about 30 minutes of a Reiki energy session, and oh my gosh, I felt on top of the world after doing that. So yeah, yeah, helping others, big thing. It's the helper's high. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a very, a very well-known scientific study about what happens to our brains and our bodies chemically when we do for someone else. And it may be hard for people to believe, but I think if everybody would stop for a second and think about a moment when they did something for somebody else simply because they could, not because it would bring them something or do something for them, but just for the sake of doing it, 
I think most people could be in touch with that sensation, that feel-good sensation, you know, the chemicals that release in our body that um, give us a jolt of a little high, you know, like when we Mm -hmm. exercise or we encounter pleasing moments. It is the same kinds of feelings that go on. So yes, gratitude, service, and I really am a firm believer in really crafting a life map, and there are many ways of doing it either. Yep, there are. There we're we go. Lisa, <laughs> just a <Hi>. bit. <laughs> Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. The American Rock and Roll Countdown with Alex Price. So where were you in the 1970s? Well, this Saturday morning, we're going to flash back to the 70s as we count down the classic hits with the American Rock and Roll Countdown. You'll hear news and information and stories about the artist and what was going on during the specific week that we highlight. So be sure to join us at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time this Saturday on Toginet for the American Rock and Roll Countdown. The American Rock and Roll Countdown on Toginet. Mark Lipinski is coming to Toginet. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. A live two-hour show Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Creative Mojo. It's fun, entertaining, informative, inspirational, and illuminating. Lipinski has worked on such shows as Oprah, The View, The Joan Rivers Show, and Ricky Lake. He's busy, but he's got the drive to share with Creative Mojo, dedicated to the modern crafter and crafting lifestyle. Dive into the info and enjoy everything from celebs to entertainment news to recipes, quilting and needlework, knitting, painting, woodworking, Christmas crafts, and so much more. This show boldly encourages you to discover and harness your own creative spirit by living creatively every day. For more on Mark and the show, check out marklepinski.com. Don't miss the fun. It's Creative Mojo with Mark Lipinski. Wednesday afternoon starting at 3, 2 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And we're here with Lisa Kuypers came in and having just such a fun conversation on happiness. And Lisa, you, you're talking about something that's close to my heart too, and that is, you know, finding the joy through helping others, through gratitude journaling, by being grateful for what we do have. There's also, you know, you're talking about a basically a brain chemistry change here that goes on when we do these things. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Well, I, I, I know for myself, I'm going to use myself as the guinea pig example yeah. here, that when I go into a room where I know that people have had experiences where they have been challenged, you know, let's just use the, the, uh, the combat veterans, uh, the mm-hmm. group, and I see the light in their eyes, come on, mm-hmm. you know, when they get to really understand that their joy is within their own power and their own control, and there's some very simple shifts they can make to access it at any time 
I feel like I've run a marathon. You know, yeah. I feel like I have, you know, biologically gone through my paces. My brain is alive. My body is alive. You know, my skin is tingling. And that is the power of this work. It is the power of positive positivity, of positive intention. And there is nothing woo-woo about this. And I love to bring this up because people yeah. think that I'm talking sort of in the new agey realm. And this is not, there's nothing mm-hmm. new agey about it. Although this information has been packaged in new age ways. It's really about just being a good person from a humanistic perspective, showing up for life, doing good and being good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And it really is. And and our brain chemistry does change when we get that that download of joy. And um, you can feel that throughout your body and this this boost of adrenaline, if you will. And I'm sure you experience it as 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 I do, too, when you're on the phone, or however you see your clients, I know you see a lot of people in person, too. And and you can hear that tone shift or see that in their eyes as you said earlier when you walk into the room and you see that shift in their eyes it's just an amazing feeling and so if if folks walk away with one thing from the show today it sounds like you know finding somewhere to volunteer or finding a meaningful way to give back or to help others is is a key component here is that right it is a key component and you know what it can be anonymously you know, the, the, to, to go out and give, you're giving for the sake of giving. You're not giving for recognition. So right. I like to also challenge people, and this is a very simple intervention, is, you know, why don't you consider putting a quarter in an expired meter today? Everybody passes by meters every day in every town in America, and I'm sure there are expired meters. And what would happen if you could just prevent one person from getting that $35 ticket? And it didn't matter that they knew that you did it, but you knew that you did it. Yeah, that would be a fun thing to do. I'm going to throw one challenge at you. A quarter in Chicago buys two minutes on the meter. So you're going to have to throw a couple bucks in, but still, that feels good. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe 15 minutes. You know, Maybe we don't yeah. have to go really far because, of course, Chicago is an expensive city. Oh, for but, parking, at least. Yeah, I mean, I think you get, you get the idea that it's really yes. doing for the sake of doing because it feels good. And, yes. you know, the give back uh, is just a great way to be in the world. It really is a, a rich way of living. And it's a reconsidering the concept of what money buys in difficult times. Yeah, it does. I have a cute story along that line. A friend of mine, uh, Kristen Andrus, actually was in the grocery store a few months back, and a man in front of her who was just very harried um, was short money for his grocery order, and he looked frantic over it. So Kristen simply said, well, how much are you short? And he said $7, and she gave him the $7, and you know, neither he nor the checker could believe it. He was sorting through things to put back and just couldn't do it. And it turns out the guy was a caterer and these were last minute items needed for a job that he was already already running uh, behind on because his order from his suppliers was incomplete. And, you know, so this made like a huge difference in this guy's life. And talk about a feel-good gesture. And, and she got the $7 back too. So things oh, that's like that. funny. Yeah. It's karma. It's sort of the, you know, the, the laws of giving, giving and taking. And I, I, I have a similar story as well. About two years ago, I went to see a concert at a local university. 
And the person in front of me, as I was pulling into the parking lot, paid the parking attendant for my parking fee. And then he zipped off into this massive lot and parked his car. Well, I was like a mad woman trying to find the guy (laughs) to go thank him, you know, and I couldn't find him. I finally parked the car because I needed to get parked and get into the theater. But I did see him walking with his family as I was walking into the theater, and I did thank him, but what it did do is it catapulted me to want to pay for the parking for the person behind me, and it yeah. set off a chain reaction, oh. and that's the beauty of this work. How fun, and it's so much fun. So we're in the last segment here. We have about five or six more minutes. What other really, really imperative details do we have here that we want to pass along so that people can start tapping into that innate happiness that really does belong to all of us? I would offer, I have a professor, and he's one of uh, my mentors, and he is on my advisory board for Harvesting Happiness for Heroes, Dr. Lynn Johnson, who is an incredible, incredibly insightful man. And he teaches us that when one is feeling unhappy or grumpy, to put a pencil or pen in your mouth, because what does it do? It automatically creates a smile. So, you know, you can always, when you're feeling uh, a little out of sorts, put that pen or pencil in your mouth. If nothing else, it'll bring a smile to your face at the absurdity of how you will look with it, with the stick in your mouth, you know, but there is something to that, you know, it actually changes, it changes your physiology because you are, you're forcing a change in your body. Yes, it does. That's that's a really great tip. It reminds me of one of the exercises I use in one of my workshops when I have people say three times in a row, I'm really depressed. And we, we, t- we assess the room then, how do you feel? Well, I feel depressed. And then I have them say it in a Mickey Mouse voice. <laughs> I'm really depressed. <laughs> you know, it does. It changes your physiology. You cannot buy into being depressed when you're saying it like Mickey Mouse would. <laughs> You know, that's, that's, that's terrific. You know, it's like, you know, you're selling yourself on your own story and your own story is, you know, you can't be, you can't be depressed when you're, when you're speaking like a mouse. It's true. Right. Right. Mickey Mouse could never be depressed. Yep. (laughs) No, because Mickey Mouse actually lives, you know, we all know this in the happiest place on earth, right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Well, how fun. So so then, you know, when people feel like life has dealt them lemons, they're, you know, they it is within their power to make lemonade and to enjoy life regardless of the circumstances. It is. It it, it truly is. And I've and I've seen these concepts work time and time again with people. And sometimes you get some tough customers that, you know, are happy being unhappy. And let's Let's touch upon this for a second. And I'm sure you've encountered them in your work as well. People say, oh, I'm so unhappy because of this, because of that. And I can't, I can't, I can't. You know, well, if you tell yourself you can't, you can't. Mm, Right. Right. And so, you know, when a person is just feeling really down and they feel like they're at that point, I can't. What is the simplest step? that someone in that position can take to begin to change that mindset? 
Well, I think that they are tiny, tiny steps in this case. Yes. You know, sometimes it may be you're moving six inches from from your your stuck point, and it can be as simple as identifying one little thing that gives you pleasure. And then doing it. And that little thing could be, you know, going out for a 10-minute walk every day to get sunshine because you are the uh, caregiver for someone who is homebound or you are stuck in a job, you feel stuck in a job that you are unhappy at or you have a newborn baby and you're overwhelmed with, you know, the load that that brings. Doing one little simple pleasure each day. Can, can can help move you from that place and then and then building on it. Well, if you like taking a 10-minute walk, maybe you can program with the help of others, you know, to come in and step in where you need to be if you need to take that break, to go longer the next day or the next week and slowly build up a repertoire of things that bring pleasure and to remind yourself to be mindful of the pleasure as you are experiencing it, yeah. to savor it. Yeah. So it, and that's so true. They are baby steps and and I think that's what's important about um teaching people like you and I do that uh, everyone be aware that it doesn't happen overnight and it, it can it can happen overnight I think you and I both believe that but it doesn't have to happen overnight and that's a lot to ask of ourselves so these baby steps these simple little practices like practicing gratitude and and being in nature and turning to your spirituality things that you can change in small doses are going to be the biggest steps are going to be the most have the most impact Indeed, it's 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 very true. And these and these little steps, um, uh, including the spirituality, and I'd like to touch on this for a minute because spirituality means many things to everybody, mm-hmm. to different yes. people. We all have different religious and spiritual beliefs, and that spirituality or spiritual practice can be gardening, it can be reading mm-hmm. a book, it can be right. listening to music, right. Absolutely. It doesn't necessarily mean for all of us going to church and, you know, whatever it can for some, but it's not for everyone. Yes. And meditation can be mowing the lawn and, you know, walking in the woods. So true. So true. Lisa, this has just been delightful. I, I love the way you think. I love this, the infectious you know, joy and laughter that you bring into the lives of others and everything you stand for. I just so admire everything that you're doing. And uh, I hope that people will uh, support you in that and, and learn more about you by going to your website. And uh, is, there, is there anything else? As we're signing off, that you'd like people to know. I would like people to know that Marla Tabaka is going to be on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio, <laughs> which we is on the air every Wednesday on Toginet. Yeah. We are Toginet Sisters, and I don't have the date uh, uh, off the top of my head, but I know that it's coming up in June, if I'm not mistaken. So look yeah. for us through social mm-hmm. media because we will be advertising your visit to my show. And thank you for having me. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. I'm very excited about being on Harvesting Happiness. Yes, and sometime in June. (laughs) (laughs) Because we're having senior moments. Oh, no. Yes, (laughs) but we're happy about it. (laughs) Ignorance is bliss. Don't discount it. Every day is a new day. (laughs) So true. Lisa, thank you so much. This has been delightful. And everybody, don't forget to tune into EFTRadioOnline.com tomorrow at 11 a.m. Central, noon Eastern Time, and see us next week here on TogiNet.
Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka on Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there, and if you've 